now on the tee. Is it time? Let's do this. It's time for Real Golf Radio, the longest-running nationally syndicated golf show in the country. With insights and experience of professional golfer Bob Casper, son of Hall of Famer Billy Casper, and the passion and, uh, well, fun hey. of Brian Taylor. Nice. Here they are, the hosts of Real Golf Radio, Brian and Bob. And good morning and welcome to Real Golf Radio, presented by Callaway Golf. So pleased to be with you in our 20th year of talking golf with you. I'm Brian Taylor, alongside Bob Casper, son of the legendary golfer Billy Casper, David Glauser, our producer. And as always, thanks for being with us on our website at realgolfradio.com, one of the great many podcaster sites, one of our many affiliate radio stations, or of course on Twitter, at Real Golf. And uh, it's a, a fun weekend as the PGA Tour moves to the... Florida Swing and the Honda Classic, Jack and Barbara Nicholas involved, which is always a fantastic event and uh, some good names at the top of the leaderboard, or near the top of the leaderboard, I should say. Some interesting names at the top of the leaderboard. We'll try to get you some updates on that. We have more rules snafus to talk about as well. Uh, We'll get into that and why uh, Randall Mell uh, from GolfChannel.com is writing that there is a a growing chasm between the PGA Tour and the rules makers in the game of golf. We'll also recap the West Coast Swing and the winners there. WGC event, uh, the first one of the season last week. We'll talk about that, plus, um, or second, I should say. Uh, we'll talk about the current standings and, and uh, what the Florida Swing has in schedule, plus some golf life uh, discussions for you as well. Guests this week include Jeff Babineau. He'll join us. The caddy joins us in the back nine, hour number two. And our catch up with Troy Merritt, who's rehabbing from some um, midseason surgery, and catch up with him and get his take on some of the latest. Bob, good morning. Good morning. How you doing? I'm doing great. Broadcasting live from uh, one of my favorite places down here in St. George, Utah, Entrada Golf Club. Uh, just a proud, uh, one of the proud of uh, venues uh, managed by Troon Golf, and just really, in my opinion, the jewel of St. George Golf, which is saying something because there's a lot of great golf down here in Southern Utah. Huh? No doubt about it. Yeah, a lot of great golf, and that's a that's a fun golf course with uh, with some great back nine and and. Uh, holes in the lava and that kind of thing so it's a it's a great place to play golf yeah the the lava triangle it's a very unique experience if yeah. you have not uh, had an opportunity to play those three holes through uh, some black lava rocks and there is by the way a little bit of green grass awaiting your golf ball for a well-struck shot we'll talk about all the rest of the news and notes next right here on real golf radio Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology. They're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new Epic Flash Driver with Flash Face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one. The way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com slash AI. Golf course superintendents are the unsung heroes of our great game. Due to the game's efforts, we now have turf that needs less water, courses that are more sustainable, with many now offering natural wildlife habitats. From the days of old Tom Morris, golf course superintendents have given golfers a reason to love this great game. But don't take my word for it. Jack Nicholas agrees. If you love golf like I do, Thank you, Golf Course Superintendent. A message from the Golf Course Superintendents Association of America and local superintendents everywhere. The new OGO Alpha Convoy Golf Bags 
set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now or check it out at OGO.com. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. Chrome Soft isn't just another tour ball. It's the golf ball that's changing how tour balls are made. When Callaway made a low-compression, low-spin tour ball, others said... They might be onto something and try doing the same, but they can't. Because ChromeSoft is the only ball engineered with a graphene-infused dual soft-fast core for serious speed and unbelievable control around the greens. See for yourself why everyone is playing and loving ChromeSoft. Order the ball that changed the ball at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. Hi, welcome back to the show. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you in part by Callaway Golf. Made distance balls, you know, they go far, but do they do anything else? The new ERC Soft does. Callaway completely reinvented the way a distance ball performs, engineered with a new fast hybrid cover and the graphene-infused dual soft fast core. It's a new kind of distance ball, one that actually feels soft and spins more. And once you're on the green, ERC Soft's triple track technology. Did you get that, Bob? I, I nailed that. Triple yeah, you track did. Technology yep. Will help you dial in your alignment, get Callaway's longest ball and soft feel at CallawayGolf.com. And I'll tell you what, Bob, I actually had a chance to play that ball this week for the first time. And it has a tremendous feel, actually. Uh, really, really good feel. Spins off the wedges going into the greens. Feels good off the putter. And, I, and I'll tell you, first first t- try with triple track technology, I'll, I'm hooked. i got to have it on my Chrome Soft. I prefer the Chrome Soft X. That's my ball. But this ERC Soft is a great ball. I could play it. I prefer, like I said, I prefer the Chrome Soft X, but I could play this one for sure. But the triple track, they're onto something there. I like it a lot. Sweet. It's it's a it's bigger lines than what you're used to. It's not just the single small line. But I'll tell you what, man, you line that thing up, and it's like, yeah, this is where I'm hitting it. There's no there's no mistaking like, oh boy, uh, that thing hit a bump. Nope. You are you lined it up there and hit it there, and you misread it if you missed it. <laughs> I think the USGA is going to take that away, too. 
Oh, really? You had to go there. Are you saying that the USGA are the unfunerators? <laughs> uh, funny. I don't know. <clears throat> well, uh, you a did lot of guys up, are whining right now. The USGA. Yeah. So, what, what's your take on that? I mean, Alex Chayka gets uh, disqualified yeah. for using last year's Green's book. Uh huh. You know, I, I mean, they, look, they changed the rule, and and he made a mistake. Things happen. Um, Justin Thomas is bent because he can't use his uh, golf club or replace his golf club after he damages it and bends it. Uh, Ricky mocks the new drop rule. I mean, what, what's your uh, you know what, what's your take right now? Are the players just acting a little spoiled, or do they have some beef here? Uh, I think they're acting quite spoiled. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, yeah, uh, you know the rules of golf are the rules of golf. Um, I understand that there's probably going to be some growing pains in in changing the rules of golf and especially from what they've known for um, a lot of years, that kind of thing. But you know what? Um, they make a great living playing the game, and it's entertainment, and uh, they're very fortunate. Just quit whining and play the game. Okay. All right. I, you know what? I can appreciate that take, Bob, and I'm not going to bash you for having that take. I think there's, uh, I think there's a lot to be said there. And there is situations, especially in this game of golf that we all love, where it's uh, change in any form causes uproar yes. in a game that holds fast and true to tradition, right? Mm-hmm. So, I mean, from everything from what attire you wear on the golf course to what pin flags look like to what team markers look like, to how you, you know, pace of play. Everything is is a, is a different look, right? I mean, we got tour players now that are allowed to wear shorts during the pro-ams and practice round days, right. and I guarantee you there is a strong group that are completely opposed to this because it's different. So your take is, is good. I'm not, not opposed. However, let me just add this to, for the discussion's sake. The, the rule regarding the caddies lining up the players caused some problems early on and, and sure. really changed the outcome, especially at least one European tour event. It seemed that this one was wrong, and the USGA jumped in immediately, and they made a change. Yep. And, and I think they, they got it right by making that change. My question to you is, is while these players are whining, is it for whining for whining's sake, or is there some merit to what they're talking about that the USGA should – jump in and and say you know what this was unintended consequences perhaps we got this one wrong or it's being misinterpreted let's clarify somewhat and i'm specifically talking about the drop rule at the knee should the language be changed to say at or above the knee what's your thoughts well i think uh absolutely i think um i i can understand exactly what's going on ricky fowler was um was given a two-shot penalty because he dropped it from shoulder height um, I think it needs to be, you know, at at or above the knee or, you know, waist high to, to knee high, somewhere around in there. I don't think it needs to be that specific as to the, the actual height, um, you know, but – um, you know, you know that there, there probably needs to be a little bit of clarification there, but it's not that difficult. It's not that difficult as to what guys are making it look like. Um, you know, we've, we've seen Bryson DeChambeau, we've seen, um, Jordan Spieth, how they kind of, you know, drop it to the side or whatever. You know what? Just drop the ball and just bend over at the waist, drop the ball at knee height. It's not that big a deal. And, um, 
to make it look crazy or to make it look difficult or to make it look tough um, is uh, almost a little bit in sensationalism. But it's not that it's not that hard to drop it from your knee just bending over at the waist. All right. So just to clarify, it was a one-stroke penalty, not a two-stroke penalty that Ricky got for the making the wrong drop. However, um, he did get a penalty nonetheless. Yeah. So this week, he in his first tournament since that time, he mocked the rules a little bit by trying this little sort of one-legged lean-over, you know, uh, position that looks somewhat like a yoga position or something. And then he tried. He pretended to drop it from his butt. Um, you know, I mean, he just, he kind of, he, he was sort of mocking the whole yeah. drop thing and eventually yeah. just dropped it in place. I, yeah. The last I'm drop you, looked Bob. very it, normal. It, it that... looked very, it, it uh, all he did was stand there, bend over at the waist, held it knee height. And he said, is that good? And the, and the rules official said, yes, he dropped it and it was done. That's the problem though. Okay. Why? That's the problem. What's the problem? I don't need a guy stand. I don't need a rules official. The rules. But they offi- always do it. The guys on tour there. always do it. They always have a rules official there to make sure they're dropping correctly, or or to make sure you shouldn't have to that have their a rules relief is there normal. To make a drop. Well, you and I in everyday okay, play. You shouldn't need one. Every you and I in everyday play. That's you, we don't have a rules official, so it's it's not that big a deal. PGA Tour players, because of the money that's involved. And what they're doing on tour, always call for rulings. It doesn't matter what type of situation it is, whether it's your playing partner, but majority of the guys have a rules official, and they call for a rules official to make sure they're doing it correctly so a situation doesn't happen where they're disqualified or assessed a penalty. Okay, I can appreciate the fact that there's a rules official for certain situations, like what happened to Ricky in Phoenix. That requires a rules official. That was unique. However, if you're like Ricky and dropping where he was, I mean, you shouldn't. He shouldn't have to stand there, uh, you know, like an umpire in baseball with his hands, you know, leaned over and his hands on his knees, watching to see if you're actually dropping that thing right at your kneecap. I mean, at I'm some sure point, Ricky called him re- over down there. And, he wouldn't have been he wouldn't have been there right, right there in the middle of the fairway with him. Ricky called him over. So And that's my point. You shouldn't have to do that for a simple drop. Yeah, but they all do at it. At that level. Because that's here's the, point. the thing, Bob. They all do it. Here's the thing. I Right, but they need to not do it. We need less rules officials for drops like this because what happens is the everyday recreational golfer mimics what he sees on TV. So now you're going to have guys that are going to be all, you know, taking forever and, and being concerned about making a wrong drop or hey hey partner will you come over and see if i'm dropping this exactly at the knee look re- lean down put it there where the knee is and drop it i mean it's just not that hard well and, and i agree with you it's not that hard and rules officials don't need to be there uh for every single drop or every uh single type of relief or anything like that but remember this is this is something that's been going on for a long time we had the european tour that had the rules classes that they were doing with their players and stuff like that because they're trying to speed up play and they don't need rules officials all the time but it's something that happens and goes on in the game of professional golf because they're playing for a lot of money all right when we come back we'll talk more about this and uh, is this idea that randall mail wrote about about a gap that's growing between tour players and rules makers is that going to go anywhere or is this just uh, whining as bob says also uh, we got to recap the west coast swing Uh, Some more golf life discussions as well. Thanks for joining us right here on Real Golf Radio.
travelers. Do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Want to fly somewhere? Looking for cheap flights or cheap tickets? Then call. That's right. Call the low-cost airline travel hotline now for prices so low, we can't publish them anywhere. Low-cost airlines has all kinds of cheap travel deals. Fly domestically and save up to 75%. You can even fly internationally and save even more. Yes, fly anywhere in the world and save a lot of money on your plane tickets. We'll even save you money with cheap travel deals on hotels, rental cars, even complete travel packages. So don't book your tickets until you call us first for the absolute cheapest prices on U.S. and international airline tickets and hotels. Call right now for prices so low they can't be published. Travel experts are here 24-7 to help. 800-754-4531. 800-754-4531. That's 800-754-4531. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call. Because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. Right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper with you. Thanks for joining us. Hey, if you haven't seen the already, you need to get out to CallawayGolf.com and check out the new Apex Smoke Irons, now available at retail and online. The Apex and Apex Pro. What do you think, Bob? Are you going to take them in uh, your your classic uh, chrome, satin chrome, or are you going with the smoke finish? What do you like? I'm classic all the way. Are you? Yeah. Absolutely. Well, 
Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Um, they they look beautiful. But then when you look at the smoke finish, it's clearly a level up. There you go. That's all I'm saying. Okay. In so, your opinion. I'm excited to get them. <laughs> yes. Well, <laughs> and we both know that's what matters. That's right. Come on, Bob. That's right. Um. Well, that's why they make both. That's why they give you options, as they say. Yes. As they say. Yes. So, hey, we're talking about the rules, and uh, Bob's take this morning is that the players are just need they need to get over it. They are very um, well compensated for the opportunities that are available to them on the PGA Tour, and these maybe stress that they're having from the changes are simply for the sake of change rather than for the problem with the rule. I know there's a lot of people that disagree with that. I I, I think the Let's talk about the three things that happened. First of all, Alex yeah. Chaco with the Greens book. Mm-hmm. To me, that's just an oversight. Things happen, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, if uh, if you break the, if you break that rule, uh, it's something that was talked about all fall last year. Um, a, a ruling came out that uh, this is what was going to to occur. Um, Cameron Tringrali was playing with Alex Chaco. Um, walked around him at one point while they were playing on the front nine, and uh, and he saw that it was an old book, and he and he and he thought to himself, "Did I just see that?" And then um, uh, brought it to the point of a rules official, I think, on the tenth hole, and then uh, by the fourteenth hole, um, the rules officials came over and talked with him about it, and he was disqualified. So. Um, yeah, he was using a non-conforming um, greens reading book, and because of that, he was disqualified. It's just like playing with a non-conforming club in a in in a round of golf on in a PGA Tour event, and if if that happens, then you're disqualified. Not a big deal. It's just like Bernhard Longer. Uh, you know, he can't anchor his putter anymore, right? That's correct. Allegedly. Alleged. Allegedly. <laughs> yes. Okay, so I'm good with it, right? Obviously, they they changed the rule. They don't. They thought that the direction that the caddy was making the greens books were a little too easy or too detailed, and so they're saying you can have some detail. You just can't have that level of detail in your greens reading book. And so, right. uh, if you have an old one that had that higher level of detail, then you know you're disqualified for using. Okay, moving on. Justin Thomas is out there. He's playing. He damaged his club. He bent the club, mm-hmm. and he he can't replace the club under the new rules. Before you. You could have somebody bring you a new seven iron or whatever it is, and you can you can have them swap it out. Uh, he, he's saying it's crazy that this isn't allowed, even though he said he probably wouldn't have been able to replace it in a timely manner anyway. Mm-hmm. But he said, and I guess Ricky Fowler came out in his defense and said, so you're telling a baseball player if he's up to bat and he breaks his bat in the middle of the pitch count that he's out. He can't continue. He can't switch bats and continue his at bat. So he kind of used that as an example or a hockey player breaking a stick. What, what's your take on that? Well, I like, I, I like the – the idea of what Ricky Fowler was trying to say, and I and I understand that totally. Um, I, I think I'm more towards that line than than to the line of you can't replace it. Uh, the rule has always been as long as um, you didn't do it in a fit of anger or something like that 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 you could uh, that you could get it taken care of or replaced. Um, but you know, um, I I. I I would side on on the what Ricky Fowler was saying that 
you know, if it's happening, if it's happening in a swing or uh, something like that, you know, head comes flying off, you bend, you bend it on a tree, uh, it breaks or whatever, it should be able to be replaced. All right. So you, the, the new rule simply states that if you, if it's damaged in any way, including in a fit of anger, which that was the uh, difference before, is that you couldn't, if you damaged it in a fit of anger in any way, it uh, you couldn't play it because you had made it non-conforming. In right. other words, if you took your putter and slammed it against your golf bag and it bent the head, you yep. couldn't use that putter anymore because it wasn't. Now it's been modified, right? They're right. saying, hey, we don't care if you want to bend it and over, you want to Woody Austin it and bend it over your head. Uh, you can still putt with that, no problem. That's fine. But if you break it, you can't replace it. Yeah. And that's that's kind of the difference. So, on the one sense, I remember I think wasn't it Kevin Stadler? I think uh, back in in uh, Vegas a couple of years ago, it seems to stand out that he he uh, smacked his putter or something, and it was slightly bent, and he went on to play, and then he ended up getting disqualified because it was uh, slightly modified from a, a little uh, you know mm-hmm. fit of anger that he had. And, and, and that seems a little ticky-tack, so they took that, that out, right? They, this is fine, you know, no big deal. And if somehow you're skilled enough to, uh, in the middle of your round, to realize you're hitting a fade, and so you want to try to modify your clubs to be more draw bias by smacking them against the ground or bending them over your knee, I guess they're saying more power to you on that as well. <laughs> huh. Huh. Right? Yeah. Uh, I, I just think, I, I, I like what the scenario that Ricky drew out, and I think that's the way it should be. Okay, so you're you're all for changing that rule, and then finally it's the you know Ricky kind of mocking the drop rule after he got the penalty a week ago. What's what, just just kind of your thoughts? Uh, again, you said the players are whining and they should just deal with it, but is this a situation where the language should be changed? Don't well, knee high drop. I, I don't know. I I don't know that it needs to be changed in any way um, as far as the knee high drop is concerned. I mean, we were talking about um, we were talking about being two to three inches off the ground. Um, but, but the thing is, um, I, I think it like the, like the caddy behind the player rule, uh, I think it be, it could be changed a little bit in the verbiage to say need a shoulder height or need a waist height or whatever. But a, as Ricky showed in that video, uh, yeah, like you said, he, he mocked a couple of, uh, a, a couple of times, but in his final drop, he just bent at the waist got the ball at knee height and dropped. It, it looked very natural. It didn't look contrived or made up or anything like that. He just bent at the waist and dropped. It's not it's not that big of a deal. But it would be nicer to say if a guy wants to drop it from waist height, he can drop it from waist height to knee height. Yeah, I, I think that would be fine if they switched the language because then it's anywhere – it's no lower than the knee, somewhere between your waist. So your arm is your arm is down, right? So if yep. you didn't want to bend it any, by any means, you could just drop it somewhere. Yeah, it's such a tough you know, thing to do to bend, especially I, at the I waist. Know, right, I'm just saying. And, and you know what? The funny thing is is they're a little concerned that they don't look athletic enough. Oh, That's some of their on. comments is they think they're the laughing stock because they can't do it in a cool fashion or an athletic way. So standing up, so standing straight up and dropping it at shoulder height makes you look more athletic than bending over a little bit and yeah. dropping it from your knee? Oh, yeah. You can flex. Oh, okay. Yeah, you can flex, man. Okay. Okay. Oh. Yeah. All right. Hey, all the chicks dig that shoulder height drop, you know? <laughs> Like I said, quit whining. Play the game. Okay. All right. You get paid well. All right. That sounds good. 
Uh, that's fair enough. Hey, can I bring something up real quickly? Sure. Jeff Babineau is going to join us coming up next. I want to get his take on this a little bit. And, and we, we can get into this in the, in the back nine as well. And, and we'll, we'll touch on some leaderboards in the Honda Classic. But uh, having had a chance to play some golf this week, Bob, uh, it's the, a couple things brought to mind. And I was playing some public golf courses. We had a good time. It's beautiful weather. Just really nice to be out on the golf course. So by and large, I just enjoyed the fact that, you know what, it's been a long winter you know, up north. And to be able to come down and, and find some green grass and play some golf is fantastic. A couple of things that I noticed. One is... One of the guys I was with, we were, it was, the golf course was playing extremely slow, okay, as, you know, as a public golf course can do. It was playing extremely so, slow, and the people in front of us had a, were not good. They just they weren't good. And they would, you know, the ball was barely getting off the ground. It might, or might go 20 yards, and then they would saunter up and hit it again. And it just was a long – and when you're standing behind watching that, I got a little frustrated. I, I didn't – I just – I was getting frustrated. And the guys that we were playing with, uh, one of the guys made a comment that said, basically, the nice thing about golf is, I guess, regardless of your skill level, you can still enjoy it. And I just, I, I said, I don't know if I believe that, because <laughs> I don't know if if doing that is enjoyable. Like what, what I'm watching up there is that enjoyable. And I realize, in some ways, that makes me sound um, a little arrogant or or uh, really or or just spoiled. a little. But well, well, I'm I'm just asking. Does it if you're just out there, you know, croquet style golfing? Is that can you still enjoy it? I'm I'm asking. Is that still is he is he correct? I think he is very correct. Really? Oh yeah, absolutely. Maybe somebody enjoys the what what it takes or what what they're trying to do to hit a golf ball, and uh, maybe they enjoy being out on the golf course with with friends and stuff like that, even though they're not great. Maybe they enjoy the you know the the difficulty of the game and and the challenge of the game. I mean, you you know, okay. we look at a different perspective because we enjoy the challenge of trying to make birdies and and pars. Um, maybe that guy just enjoys trying to hit the golf ball and and get better trying to hit the golf ball. Okay, all right, I'll give you that. Uh, I just I I guess I disagreed that. I, and maybe it's <laughs> once you have played to a certain level, if you had to go back and play at that level, maybe that is what would. But Not you don't have to. Fun. Hey, the other question, I want, I want to mention tee markers as well. I'm playing proper tees. Still got to get into that. But Jeff Babineau joins us next right here on Real Golf Radio. Chrome Soft isn't just another tour ball. It's the golf ball that's changing how tour balls are made. When Callaway made a low-compression, low-spin tour ball, others said they might be onto something and tried doing the same. But they can't. Because ChromeSoft is the only ball engineered with a graphene-infused dual soft-fast core for serious speed and unbelievable control around the greens. See for yourself why everyone is playing and loving ChromeSoft. Order the ball that changed the ball at CallawayGolf.com. Callaway's new Apex Irons redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex Irons are the ultimate forged players' distance iron. 
Callaway's 360 face cups generate industry-leading distance, unmatched feel, and will get every golfer's attention. Tungsten weighting in each iron fine-tunes launch, trajectory, and delivers tremendous control. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex at your local golf retailer or visit CallawayGolf.com and see what makes Callaway the number one irons in golf. At the first tee, it's the little things in life we pick up. Hey, thank you. That make for a successful future. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks. Oh, you dropped this. Because little things can carry a big impact both on and off the course. Hey, thanks. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shano Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. Your hands, with the grip, they form the connection between you and your club. In a game where feel is so important to playing your very best, great shots begin with a great grip. For every golfer who wants to play better, there's a Lampkin grip. I gotta say, this is a stroke of genius. The new Stroke Lab putters from Odyssey are engineered to build a better stroke. Odyssey completely rebalanced the putter by using a multi-material shaft that moved weight towards the head and the grip. You'll feel the difference immediately. With every putt, you'll actually be building a better stroke. And a better stroke is what makes more putts. The new Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Learn more at odysseygolf.com. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. On location this week in St. George, Utah, just a wonderful spot that more and more people are discovering. Just a gem down here. About. An hour and 20 minutes or so from north of St. George on I-15, just uh, or north of St. George, north of Las Vegas on I-15 uh, is St. George. And, of course, Entrada Golf Club is kind of the gem, um, the crown jewel, if you will, of golf here in southern Utah. Just a fantastic golf course, a difficult golf course. And I'll tell you what, Bob, there is something about difficult and fun. Yeah. Because there's some golf courses that you play that are just so darn hard that you don't even necessarily have fun with it. This one is a hard golf course. Make no m- mistake about it. It's a hard golf course, but it's a fun golf course too. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Um, some golf courses, even as a good player, beat you up. Um, this golf course is one that you can score on, but it's still difficult and uh, and very enjoyable to play. Uh, there is three. There are three holes. 15, 16, and 17 that mm-hmm. are played through lava. 
And as you enter, it, there's a caution sign that says you are entering the Entrada Lava Triangle. By USGA rule, the lava rock areas are considered through the green. Play the ball as it lies, or if lost, play from original position, one-stroke penalty, not as a lateral water hazard. So, which, of course, if they updated that, it would be, uh, what do they call them, those penalty penalty areas, right? Mm-hmm. That's correct. Yeah. So... Uh, I'm, uh, I just tweeted that out, at Real Golf, if you want to check it out. There's there's the sign. I'll also send you a couple pictures, one of them which was the lie that my dad's ball encountered, which I would not encourage trying to play that shot, which he did not. It's definitely a club record, <laughs> for sure. So, anyway, um, thanks for joining the discussion today, by the way. We appreciate it. Love to hear what you think about these rules. And are you with Bob's take that pretty much this is tour players that are kind of whining and they, they just need to deal with it and get over these new rules for change's sake? Or do you think that these things, something should be done about some of the issues that the players are complaining about? You can hit us up at Real Golf and let us know. In the meantime, our good friend Jeff Babineau joins us right now. Jeff, good morning. How are you? Good morning, fellas. Hey, it's good to have you on the show once again, and uh, sounds like our little hum has uh, resurfaced oh, hum. on the phone line, so I apologize for that. Can you hear us all right? I can hear you guys, sure. Oh, okay, cool. Hey, so what's your take, Jeff? Uh, you know, What do you think about the uh, what the players are, are saying right now about some of these rules? Are you kind of in the camp that... Any change is going to be, you know, uh, c- kind of annoying for the players for change sake, or do they have some real beef with some of these concerns about the the drop and and uh, you know from knee height and the club, you know, new club change if you if you bend or break a club, things of that nature. Yeah, it's interesting. You know, early on, a lot of a lot of people made a big deal about the flag stick being in and the drop. The drop certainly doesn't pass the eye test, right? It just seems strange. We're not used to it, uh, but. Early on, I'd heard a couple of players talking about the, the club deal was going to be a big thing. If you if you bend a club during play, you know, if, if that happened at Augusta when Tiger, if you remember the year he swung and broke a club on 11 on a tree, uh, someone can race to his locker and he can replace that. But now he can't. And, and these guys aren't going to, they're going to try and rig it up themselves during a round, but it's not going to happen just right. So that, that was kind of an interesting one. But I think I fall in the camp with Bob that these guys kind of need to adapt and, and give it a chance at least. Uh, it doesn't help when we're getting rules changes across the game when the when the leaders, everyone who everyone's looking to on the PGA Tour, are kind of ridiculing the changes and and uh, just not adopting them very well. And and I think uh, they should stop whining. They should learn the rules and, and give it a chance. You know, it it almost seems a little bit. Uh elitist or or snobby or uh um you know whiny um as far as things are going when when guys are talking to you know adam scott saying we're a laughing stock and stuff like that and and he's one of the guys that is taking advantage of leaving the flag stick in um i i i just it it doesn't sit well with me um in certain circumstances, especially with with the players and how they're kind of whining about it. Well, I mean, two of the guy, two of the main guys are two of the nicest guys in golf, right? And you have Adam Scott, who's just a, a great ambassador for the game. You have Ricky Fowler, who is incredible in what he does with kids and the way they follow him and and the example he sets. So they're they're key people in the game. Now, Adam has a little bit of a grudge with the USGA. I mean, he. 
he got really emotionally tied into that situation with the long putter. I mean, he'd been doing it a long time, and, and he had to change, and it, and it took him a, a long time to get through that wall and and kind of let it go a little bit. But, th- you know, there's certainly some, some bad feelings harbored there. And, and with Ricky, I thought it was a little bit of a case of embarrassment. You know, he, his caddy was in the bag. I'm sure if Joe Scovran saw Ricky starting to drop from shoulder height, he would have said something, but he's in the bag fishing for another ball, and Ricky's dropping, and, and it's embarrassing because there's a new rule in place, and, and he didn't have it uh, down. So, you know, it's some of this is players breaking old tradition, uh, but some of it is, you know, maybe maybe putting with a flag stick in saves your group 10 minutes on a Saturday morning. That's good for the game. So, you know, I think my take is these things need to at least have a chance and then we can assess them in a year or so and see where we are. Jeff Babineau joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. I, I think you're right about that, Jeff, and uh, you're in Florida, so you've probably had an opportunity to get out and experience this a little bit more. I'm actually just playing some of my first rounds of golf of the season, so having a chance to play and putt with the flag stick in this week. And, and I'll tell you, it was uh, it, I, to me, I think it's a great thing. I, I don't know if it looks proper, if you will, for the PGA Tour guys in a lot of sense, but to, from a practicality standpoint for everyday play, to just go up there and if your buddy you know that you're playing with is just off the green and you're up there and he's raking a bunker you don't have to go mess with the flag and then you know putt and then put the flag back in so he can chip up because he didn't make the green from the bunker or what have you you just go ahead and knock that putt up there and my, my experience was is that I really didn't feel like I had any benefit or detriment to leaving the flag in. Most of the time, if I had a longer putt, I'd miss the hole entirely. And then when I went to tap it in from three or four feet, if you're doing it right, you're, you don't want to backstop the flag stick anyway. It just kind of rolls in and, and drops in. So I, I guess, I to me, it was from a practicality standpoint, I, I liked it a lot. Yeah, it was I, I'm with you. I just played one round of golf. I've had a messed up shoulder, but I played maybe a week ago, and I found myself asking my my guys in a group all week, all uh, day. You know, you want the flag in? You want the flag in? And uh, it just and I would always be reaching to pull it out just out of habit, right? But but it, yeah, like you say, it's fine. It's going to save time. Like like you say, an example. It's a perfect example of someone hitting a bunker shot or had hit a shot over the green. You're putting now. You're putting the flag stick back in. You know, if you, on those rare occasions when you knock one stony and you want to go up and just wrap it in for a few inches, you can leave the flag in. So, yeah, it's just it's just a matter of getting used to it. I mean, I, to me, the ultimate eye test is when we all get together at Augusta in a few weeks and watching those guys putt some of those slippery downhill putts. You know, you think of how fast the putt is downhill at 9 or 16 from the right side when you're going all the way across the green, how yeah. slick that is. Guys are going to flag stick in, and that's just going to be a different look, you know, especially at that place where we're just not used to seeing it. Yeah, no doubt about it. Um, speaking of Augusta, your thoughts about uh, a couple of things. First of all, lengthening the fifth hole um, and uh, what that entails. Um, now the now the uh, the teeing ground is going to be a little bit back around and uh, behind uh, uh, some trees, so that's not going to uh, affect play on four. Um, and then also the other thing about, you know, Phil coming in with the win, Tiger just having a top 10, that kind of thing. What, what, are, you, what are you looking for at Augusta? Yeah, it just seems like it's on us quick this year. You know, I mean, I know the, the West Coast went for a while, but it, I don't know. It just seems like Augusta all of a sudden is here. And, 
And as you say, you're, you're kind of looking for players who have, who have a little momentum, you know. I mean, certainly winning did that for Phil. I don't think Tiger is all the way there, you know, where he's comfortable going into a, a major right now, knowing he's going to be there for 72 holes. So he's got to look to build something at certainly at Bay Hill next week where he's won eight times. And then at the players, which, you know, the players always hasn't been the, the greatest spot for Phil and Tiger, though they've, you know, they've, they've managed to win there. Um, but it's just on us quick. So, yeah, you're trying to build some momentum. You know, where's Rory right now? Where's, where's Jordan Spieth with his confidence? Uh, you know, Kepka could go a long way. If Kepka wins on a tough course this weekend, he's only a couple of shots back. You know, what does that do for his confidence and the way he's been playing majors? I mean, he wasn't even teeing it up last year at Augusta. So there's all these great storylines. I love going into Augusta when guys have some momentum, when they've won a little bit, when the top players are showing well and, and, I mean, it's shaping up that way, but we still have a few weeks to see where it all kind of juggles out before we uh, get on those great grounds at Augusta. Yeah, it's exciting. And, of course, the uh, first annual Augusta National Women's Amateur will take place uh, the weekend before and leading up to the, the Masters Week and drive, chip, and putt. It's, it's pretty cool the way Augusta has put together really a celebration of the game in the two, especially the two areas that really need growing the game, and that's with our juniors and uh, women's golf. And I, I think it's fantastic what they're doing. I'm excited to see how that all plays out this week, this year. Uh, oh, I am too. You know, the, the group I'm working with, Sky Eye Golf, we're uh, title sponsor this week of a Symmetra Tour event in Port Charlotte, Florida at Charlotte Harbor National. And we have Alexa Pano, who was the uh, U.S. girls runner-up last year. She's 14. She's a big, tall girl, long hitter, reminds people of Lexi Thompson. And uh, she's teeing it up in our event this week, but also teeing it up at Augusta. And I think that's going to be unbelievable, watching the final round there at Augusta National, the excitement that's going to deliver. Uh, the drive, chip, and putt's been a huge hit. And as you say, it's, it's a huge celebration. I, I do like the way the players have embraced it, that when they're walking around on the grounds on Sunday and talking to some of these little kids, and, and you think of the inspiration there where these kids are trying to get to one day being where they are. I just think it's fantastic. So you know, hats off to uh, what, what they've done up there, and they've really turned it into a celebration. Well, good stuff, Jeff. Thanks as always, man. We really appreciate you taking some time to join us. Good to visit with you and looking forward to, you know, sharing a little uh, green cellophane sandwich in a few weeks. That's right. You, you guys are always the tone setter. You guys will find the cool hats early. So <laughs> I'm, always, I'm always looking for my Augusta keys from you two. Don't let me down. <laughs> <laughs> well, when when you when you lack the otherwise uh, coverage on top of the dome, you got to find a cool hat, man. So we'll do our best. Yeah, stay away from that mesh stuff. <laughs> <laughs> it leaves a funny tan mark, that's for yes. sure. All right, buddy, we'll talk to you soon. All right, see you, boys. Thanks, Jeff. There you go, Jeff Babino joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. And again, apologize for the hum. Our our uh, our phone company is uh, letting us down a little bit. We've been battling this for a couple of weeks and thought we had it fixed last week, and apparently, it's back. So we uh, we apologize. We will get that worked out. And and uh, but hey, even with a little bit of a hum, it's good to listen to Jeff Babino. Absolutely, uh, for sure. always always fun to talk. I mean, you know, you think about it, Bob. In 20 years, 
that we've been doing the show. We've met a lot of great people, and, and Jeff Babineau certainly ranks right up there with the best of them. Yeah, and he's a great writer. He's got great um, great knowledge of the great, <clears throat> excuse me, great game, uh, great opinions, and uh, and I, I, you know, he's a guy that we we love to talk to. He's a guy that uh, that you know we go to about things in the game. Yep, no, no doubt about it. All right, hey, listen, we'll take a short break. We'll come back. Uh, one of the things I want to bring up, the topics I think we're discussing, and that's playing the appropriate tees. So if we're going to enjoy the game, even if we're not playing it great, I think it involves playing the proper tees. Stay tuned. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. It has been said that everyone has a book in them, but do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family, or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Do you use the blue pill to charge your sex life? Have you been thinking about trying the blue pill? What if we can promise you the same results for less than $3 a pill? If you're paying $20 a pill for the other pills, you're getting taken to the cleaners. Our pill delivers the exact same results for less than $3. We'll do the math for you. You'll save more than $16 a pill for the same results. Want more? We'll give you 40 blue pills or 40 yellow pills for $99 and add four more pills free. You save more than $500. You don't have to be a rocket scientist to know what to do next. You need to call and get your 44 pills for just $99. Stop overpaying for the other blue pills. Call us and start saving a ton of money for the exact same results. Ordering is fast and easy with your pills delivered to your door in a non-marked package. 800-223-0992-800-223-0992-800-223-0992. That's 800-223-0992. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. 
All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us once again. Broadcasting live from St. George, Utah, and the crown jewel of golf down here in Trotta Golf Club. It's proudly managed by Troon Golf. And uh, I'll tell you what's interesting, Bob, is uh, they actually have some uh, exciting news that they just uh, told me about. David McClay Kidd has been uh, commissioned to put together a new master plan for this uh for this golf course they've got some irrigation and some things that they are going to be um uh, doing some upgrades on and Mm -hmm. so while they're at it they're looking at some ways that they can improve the golf course so they're actually going to be putting in a new master plan it's there's no timeline for when that'll all take place but could be looking at some uh changes and and improvements here at entrada which is already really really fun to play so awesome i thought that was interesting yeah that's great yeah uh Hey, coming up uh, in in the back nine, hour number two, we got to talk a little bit of golf life. And uh, Bob, I, I want to discuss the idea of changing what the T markers are called and what they represent. Because I think going back to this idea, can you really enjoy the game of golf regardless of skill level? I think a lot of that has to do with which tees you're playing. Yeah. And um, anyway, well, I want to get into that. But real quickly, Honda Classic this week. PGA Tour, we haven't mentioned the leaderboard. Hit us real quick. Sung JM is tied for the lead with Keith Mitchell at 6 under par. They're in, uh, at the Honda Classic. Lucas Glover at 5 under par, one shot back. Then you got Freddie Jacobson, uh, Adam Svensson, uh, Kyung Hoon Lee, Sung Kang, uh, Danny Lee, and Ryan Armour. Also Brooks Kepka, Wyndham Clark, and Adam Schenk all at 4 under par, two shots back. The golf course is playing extremely difficult. And there's some names there that you might not be familiar with and some names from the past that we haven't heard from for a while, like Jakobsen and Glover and, yeah. and some of those players. So it'll be interesting to see how this all shakes up uh, as the weekend continues. But you did mention Brooks Kepka. Interested. Haven't seen a lot from Kepka lately. So 67-69, he's a 400 par and just two shots back. All right, stay tuned. The back nine's next. Radio News with Wendy King. The House Oversight and Government Reform Committee has given the Trump administration until Monday to voluntarily turn over documents related to White House security clearances. That action follows reports about how President Trump's son-in-law and senior advisor Jared Kushner got his clearance. Last month, the New York Times asked Trump if he pushed for that. I know that there was issues back and forth about security for numerous people, actually. But I don't want to get involved in that stuff. Oakland public school teachers end their strike after negotiators announced a tentative contract. Union President Keith Brown says there's a pay raise and support staffers will be added. More counselors, psychologists, support for new students, and bonuses to help nurse recruitment. You're listening to USA Radio News. Question, do you have a health insurance plan you are not happy with? Well, Bethany and Jason thought they were stuck. Their plan just kept getting more expensive, and Bethany's favorite doctor didn't even take that plan anymore. And then some friends at church told them about 
MediShare. With our previous insurance, we were paying $1,200 a month. With MediShare, we now pay around $600 a month. Yes, they're paying $600 less per month, and that's a pretty typical savings with MediShare. And they actually like MediShare more. I was able to go back to my original doctor that I absolutely loved, and it's just been an absolutely beautiful thing being a part of MediShare. Yeah, so they pay a lot less, and they like it more. No wonder MediShare is growing so fast. Find out more. They're super easy to talk to. All you have to do is call 833-34-BIBLE. That's 833-34-B-I-B-L-E, 833-34-BIBLE. Flooding caused by days of heavy rain led to a massive flood near the Russian River in California's wine country. Scott Ziegler tells KGO his mechanic shop in Guerneville was ruined by eight feet of water. We were expecting uh, bad uh, total loss probably wasn't expecting that. Sonoma County officials say teams are out this weekend to inspect some 2,600 homes, leaving green, yellow, or red tags, each based on the extent of damage. SpaceX is now on the verge of flying humans for the first time. Three, two, one, zero. Ignition, liftoff. The company's new Crew Dragon capsule, which was built to carry NASA astronauts to the International Space Station, has blasted off from Cape Canaveral. It doesn't have people on board yet, but a successful test flight could mean astronauts may be on board by this summer. This is USA Radio News. With a recession ending, if you've been putting off building your business, now is the time to act. General Steel will meet or beat any price on a pre-engineered steel building of the same size and specifications. Act now before steel prices go up. So call us today for free information. Call 800-965-1290 The so-called Medicare for All bill that was introduced in the House has a price tag estimated of $32 trillion. John Clemens reports. Congressman Kevin Brady of Texas to the House Ways and Means Committee is blasting the plan, saying the one-size-fits-all government takeover of health care is wrong for America. I think once Americans see the true government takeover of health care, when they realize their good health care plans at work are banned, that Medicare will be jeopardized for seniors and taxes doubled for uh, almost every American, I think they'll reject uh, this health care plan. I'm John Clemens. Actress Katherine Hellman is dead at age 89. USA's Chris Barnes remembers. Katherine Hellman is best known for her Emmy-nominated TV work as Jessica Tate on the ABC sitcom Soap from 1977 to 1981. A few years back, she recalled modeling her character after a dear friend of her mother's. I adored her, so I thought, well, maybe if I can bring this to life, then the audience will adore this woman. I think it worked out well. She also played Mona Robinson on Who's the Boss with Tony Danza and appeared in dozens of movies, including Overboard, Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas, and the animated film Cars. The Hollywood Reporter says she died at her L.A. home from complications of Alzheimer's disease. For USA Radio News, I'm Chris Barnes. For USA Radio News, I'm Wendy King. Rebuild or replace transmission, $3,200. Anti-lock brake system, $1,000. Rebuild or replace engine, $2,400. 
Truth is, once your manufacturer's warranty runs out, it's all on you. Every last cent. Get protection for covered repairs with a vehicle service contract from Toco Warranty. Unlike other companies, with Toco, there's no down payment, and the monthly payments are really affordable. Not sure how long you're keeping your car? At Toco, you can pay as you go. Keep your hard-earned cash and call Toco Warranty right now at 800-222-2313 to save big money on covered auto repairs. Prices vary by vehicle, but for about the cost of a tank of gas per month, a Toco plan has your back on expensive covered car repairs. Monthly payments are very affordable. Get your free quote now. Call Toco at 800-222-2313. That's 800-222-2313. 800-222-2313. Cancellation fee may apply. Subject to eligibility. Not available in Missouri and Washington. Waiting period and deductible apply. Coverage provided and administered by Warrantech Corporation or its affiliates. Not affiliated with any manufacturer or dealership. Visit tocowarranty.com for complete terms and conditions. The second nine, the finishing holes, the closing stretch. It starts now. Here's the back nine, our number two of Real Golf Radio. With the steady, stripe it down the middle, make every putt because it's in your blood, Bob Casper, and that better lucky than good handled dragon flipper, Brian Taylor. Here's Brian and Bob. All right, hey, and welcome in. Hour number two of the back nine of Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. RealGolfRadio.com is the website. At Real Golf is the Twitter handle. Hit us up there. Love to hear your thoughts on this conversation, especially as we get into this golf life discussion with uh, the tee markers and how it relates to those who are playing the game and, and um, how it can make the game more enjoyable and more fun. In the meantime, the PGA Tour has moved to the Florida Swing, Honda Classic this week, Palm Beach Gardens, Florida, and a couple of guys that you would expect right there at the top of the leaderboard, Bob, Sanjay M, and Keith Mitchell tied for the lead. <laughs> yeah, guys that we don't know a lot about, but, uh, uh, you know, they're not the only ones. Um, you know, uh, Lucas Glover, uh, of course, we know we know him. He's won before on the PGA Tour and won a U.S. Open at Bethpage Black. Freddie Jacobson, who's been around on tour for a long time, but we haven't seen a lot of him lately. But we, we don't know much about Adam Svensson. Um, or some of the other guys that are up there, um, uh, except for Brooks Kepka, I think he's the he's the cream of the crop, especially right there at the top of the leaderboard right now. So it'll be interesting to see how he plays the next 36 holes. You got Sergio Garcia there, yeah. three under par as he's well. Three under he's par. playing yep. well right now. I mean, it kind of his good play has been overshadowed a little bit by his uh, tirade over in Saudi Arabia and tearing up some greens, but that's kind of overshadowed what he's what he's been doing on the golf course otherwise, where he's you know really had some pretty solid play so far on the season. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, uh, you know other guys that are playing well uh, this week and and currently kind of right in the middle of the pack are Ricky Fowler, uh, Zach Johnson's kind of right there as well. Uh, Ricky Fowler's at one under, Zach Johnson's at at two under. Um, Pretty interesting to see VJ and Ernie Els playing. They're they're both at one under par. Uh, Ernie even was. They even asked him if he would be a playing captain, kind of like uh, what a lot of guys are saying about Tiger being the being a playing captain coming up uh, in the Presidents Cup later in the year. Yeah, that might be uh, just a courtesy uh, discussion there for Ernie. I mean. I think at the end of the season, Tiger's going to be playing a whole lot better than Ernie Els. But, hey, uh, nice to see Ernie get off to a good start this week. All right, short break. More Real Golf Radio coming up next. Just starting here on the back nine, hour number two. Thanks for joining us.
Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology. They're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new Epic Flash Driver with Flash Face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one. The way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com slash AI. The new Chrome Soft is better from tee to green. To maximize control, you need a ball with a soft, thin cover. Chrome Soft has a tour urethane cover, which feels incredible. Under the cover is the mantle. The guys in R&D at Callaway have tuned this layer to produce a more penetrating ball flight from 50 to 125 yards. Distance control in the scoring zone is everything. More control means more birdies. And I like birdies. This is the dual soft fast core. So what does it do? It produces ultra low spin off the driver for incredibly fast ball speed yet the core is still soft enough for you to compress the ball off the long irons. It's extremely soft and extremely fast. That's the secret behind Chrome Soft. The new Chrome Soft from Callaway. It's the ball that changed the ball. I gotta say, this is a stroke of genius. The new Stroke Lab putters from Odyssey are engineered to build a better stroke. Odyssey completely rebalanced the putter by using a multi-material shaft that moved weight towards the head and the grip. You'll feel the difference immediately. With every putt, you'll actually be building a better stroke. And a better stroke is what makes more putts. The new Stroke Lab from Odyssey, the number one putter in golf. Learn more at odysseygolf.com. At the first tee. We believe a good grip can be the foundation for success both on and off the golf course. We don't just teach golf, we teach life skills. And help drive young people to be the next generation of great mentors. To learn more, visit thefirstd.org. Big Bertha. It's an iconic name, some of the longest and straightest clubs in all of golf. Well, now the legend just got even easier to hit. The new Big Bertha irons from Callaway are powered by a suspended energy core, a totally new construction to deliver easy launch, long, consistent distance with incredible sound and feel. This is by far Callaway's easiest to launch distance iron ever. Get big time distance now. Experience Big Bertha irons today at your local golf shop or at CallawayGolf.com. Now back to Real Golf Radio with Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob, thanks for joining us. Uh, this segment brought to you by Callaway Golf and the new Apex Irons, which redefine players' irons. Unmatched feel, distance, and control have been forged to perfection to deliver category-defining performance. Apex is the ultimate forged player's distance iron. See perfection in every shot with the new Apex today. Callaway, the number one irons in golf. And uh, we thank you for being back with us. Brian and Bob with you right here on Real Golf Radio. 20 years of broadcasting the show and talking golf with you, and certainly a pleasure to be with you. Um, 
All right, all right. Got to get into a couple of things here, and, and, and we'll get into West Coast. Uh, we wanted to recap that and let you know where the current standings are with FedEx Cup, World Rankings, you know, President's Cup, things like that, because it's always when you kind of close a chapter and open a new one, it's good to see where guys stand and preview the upcoming Florida Swing, which, of course, um, the Honda Classic is being played this weekend in uh, Palm Beach Gardens. But I, I wanted to uh, get into this uh, concept here of, uh, of of golf life, if you will, and so if what we discussed in hour number one was, can you really enjoy golf regardless of your skill level? Bob says yes. I was being arrogant, suggesting otherwise. So I'm going to accept that. The second part of that is, is is it time that we change the perception of what a T marker is and what it means? Okay, Bob, and and I want to, you know, let let me set this up for you. So we got paired with a a twosome, and it was a husband and wife group, and they had come from up north. They haven't played golf. Obviously, it's been wintertime, and they were telling us ahead of time, hey, it's been a long time. We're really rusty. Well, these these folks, my guess is, is that they probably play golf maybe two or three times a year. And really, you know, are uh, really struggle with the game. I mean, getting the ball off the tee, um, trying to avoid water hazards. You know, it's, you know, on a par, typical par four, it might take them, you know, 10 or 11 shots to, to get, you know, to get in the hole, um, which is fine. It, it, quite frankly, for me, the biggest difference is, uh, the biggest thing for me is not how well you play, but how fast you play. So if you can... If you hit it ten times, but you can just keep the momentum going and the pace going, I don't, I don't care. I, that, that's fine. Um, and so understanding a few things, but, but I kept thinking. So he was, he was playing the white tees. His wife was playing the red tees, and his wife was actually better than he was. He, she hit a really good ball and could drive it down there, probably 150, 160 yards in the fairway, and, and really athletic looking swing and, and those type of things. And I kept telling my, my dad who I was playing with, I said, you know. There, there's something wrong here. Like she, she could play the white tees better than he could play the white tees. He should be up there playing those red tees because a lot of times he'd have to take on, you know, more carry distance and things like that over hazards and whatnot from the white tees. And yet, there's no way he would move up to the red tees because those are dubbed the ladies' tees, right? right? So, is it time that we take a look here and 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 say it? We we need to eliminate this whole idea of of which the T's are for gender or for age or for any of those types of things. And maybe it's just simply skill level. Um, what, what are some, what are some thoughts that, that you have around that? Do you, you know, as far as, because I think he would enjoy it. Like he would have enjoyed the game so much more if he was teeing off at the forward T's. Maybe we just call them the forward T's instead of having them color coded to be somewhat gender specific. What's your take on that? Yeah, I think um, I, I I like the thought of that. Um, you know, the uh, was it the the PGA um, wasn't it play it forward type of thing? Uh, Jack Nicholas was involved with that also um, uh, to to help yeah. you enjoy the game more. Uh, I think the better your your abilities and the better your skills in playing the game, you can you can choose. Um, you know, if you want to play the furthest back tees, or you can choose to play more forward. I think the where conversely, um, you don't you don't have to try to be the macho guy or anything like that, um, or or whatever, um, and try to play further back. Um, so I I think there's a there's a great idea of enjoying the game having fun playing the game but but play it 
at a at a from an area on on your tees and that kind of thing that is gonna that you're gonna have fun doing it and uh, and not be embarrassed uh, by your skill level or what you're able to do playing the game of golf. I like that. So the fun level. So rather than have junior tees, senior tees, ladies tees, men's tees, you know, advanced tees, maybe it's simply which tees are more fun for you to play in. And quite frankly, if you are typically playing the blues or the tips and you moved up and played the furthest forward tees, it would be a different game and a different experience for you. It doesn't mean it would be awful. I mean, you, you you would find yourself having to rethink where you're hitting shots because different um, you know obstacles or hazards or lines come into play right so it's Correct. not as if all is lost but if somebody that's used to playing the four more forward tees was to move back you know it, it, it could be just not fun all entirely I, I think a good example of this Bob might be what you see when you go skiing you know snow skiing so you the the runs are not defined as kids runs or ladies runs or junior runs or senior runs they simply look at a degree of difficulty, and so you've got a green circle for the easiest ski runs. Uh, you have a blue square for medium to medium hard ski runs, and then you've got black diamonds, which are you know difficult ski runs, or double black diamonds, which are expert only. Perhaps, and, I'm, and you remember this at the old course when we had a chance to play there, there's yep. tortillas that they don't allow you know, people to play at Augusta national. They have the master's tees and the members tees that they don't let you play the, the, the master's tees. They mm-hmm. want you playing the members tees because of the expert level. If you're going to enjoy the game, the golf course is going to be hard enough from the property rather than trying to play something you shouldn't play just for the so-called experience. W- what about doing something like that and not having, you know, have it really define the level of skill required to play those tees rather than uh, any other factor? You know, I like I like that idea. I like the, the thought of that. Um, you know, the biggest thing is, you know, we're playing a game. Um, guys don't want to be embarrassed by by going forward more. And, and I think the um, – uh, I think the the gender portion of it, whether it's you know women's tees or senior tees or uh, men's tees, you know the, those different levels could all be negated by an idea of like what you said with uh, with um, e- easier um, mid range, um, you know more difficult and and of course um, expert. So um, you know we look at Beth Page Black. You play the black if if you want to play the black course, um, they require you to be a certain handicap or lower to be able to play the black course because that golf course is so difficult. Well, it's no different with with tees. You can make a golf course a lot more difficult just in the tees alone. So uh, let, let's make it easier and divorce all the you know men's and women's and embarrassment and everything out of it. I completely, I completely agree 100%, and I don't think there should be any shame in playing, you know, no. the appropriate tees or moving it forward. Now, listen, guys, and if I said guys, golfers, players want to hit their driver. Drivers are fun to hit, so not to suggest that if you move forward, you, you, you get to a situation where the golf course is so short it eliminates your driver. If that's the case, then you probably need to move back a tee, right, if you're Correct. to the point where you can't hit driver anymore because you hit it too far. But my guess is that's probably not going to be the case. Um, I think you're most of the time, even from whichever teeing ground you decided to hit from, you're probably going to be able to hit driver. No doubt. 
No doubt. So it's kind of an interesting discussion. I, I think from a golf standpoint, I, I would love your take on that. At Real Golf, you can hit us up on Twitter and, and let us know what you think. But there's a couple of rules. I think like what you were talking about with, with handicap requirements, if you are a, let's say, I don't know what the definition is, zero to five or or whatever. If, you know, if you're a single-digit handicap, you can choose to play whatever tees you want. Sure. But if you're a 10 to 15 handicap, you know, it's it's kind of the rule that you cannot go and play back, for instance. You can't play those far back tees. If you're over 20, you're required to play these tees or, or forward, you know, that type of thing. And, and the other side the other side of it is, is, hey, by the way, when you're talking about a women's tees, there's a lot of women that are players that are dang good, that are better than a lot of, you know, than any of the guys could play. They're not going to be playing from the red tees, by the way, folks. They're going to be playing from as far back as, as, as possible. Anyway, short break. We'll continue this discussion next. Not too long ago, it felt good to withdraw your cash from the bank, didn't it? For a vacation or a new car. But today, withdrawing your own cash has become risky. Pat Boone here for Swiss America. According to The Secret War, a new Swiss America white paper, I learned that all banks are now required to spy on you and me for the government and then report any financial behavior deemed suspicious or unusual. You must read The Secret War. It's free. Truth is, I believe the government's new war against cash is really a war against us all. But the secret is now out. So please, get and read The Secret War. Pick up your phone and call right now. 800-932-5517 Once again, that's 800-932-5517 Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill, and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right, call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first class tickets. 
That's 855-325-1780. Now back to Real Golf Radio, talking golf back when 300-yard drives were big. For real, here's Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to Real Golf Radio. Brian Taylor, Bob Casper. Thanks for joining us. This segment brought to you by Odyssey Golf. Check out odysseygolf.com. The new Stroke Lab putters available. Man. Stroke of genius. Check it out, how it's going to improve your stroke. And by the way, I need to improve my stroke, Bob. i tell you one thing that you lose quick over the winter is your short game and especially your putting when you haven't been practicing. That's, uh, <laughs> that was a little frustrating, but uh, nonetheless, it's, it's good to get out and play a little golf again. So interesting discussion. Um, I, I mentioned as we were just going to break there, look, there are a lot of ladies who are extremely – talented in the game that wouldn't be playing the red tees because they're the quote-unquote ladies tees right right they're already doing that these ladies are already playing appropriate you know skill level tees and so i i think we need to completely drop this whole uh stigma about what the tees are that there's a men's tees and a ladies tees or juniors and seniors this is this it really comes down to enjoying the golf course and broadcasting live from uh, from Entrada Golf Club. They have many teeing grounds. They have I think four or five different options for teeing grounds where they where you choose right. And so there's no reason they have gold, silver, you know, uh, you know, black, white, blue. I mean, they have several different levels. There, there's just to me there's there's no reason why when you're playing a golf course like this, you know, again the example of of the people I was with yesterday, they haven't played for probably six months. Yeah. And they probably only play a couple of times a year. There, there's just this, this this poor guy couldn't, I mean, he, he couldn't even get to the playing surface because he was playing tees that required him to have a little bit of carry, and he couldn't get the ball off the ground. And, and I just, I thought, man, he would have so much more fun if he would just go up there and play for more the same tees that his wife were. Plus, they could play together off those off those tees. And it. It, it just it seems it makes sense. Yeah, it does make sense. Um, and I and I think it's all about enjoying the game. Um, you know, maybe uh, maybe he felt a little uh, I don't know um, embarrassed about uh, about trying to play it even even further forward or anything like that. Maybe maybe it's because there are no options to go further forward for. Um, men that that play the game whatever in his mind yeah so um yeah the stigma is definitely there i think uh your idea of ski runs is uh is a good thing yeah so green circle blue square black diamond double black diamond idea right however you want to put that in um to golf terms let me give you another example so uh one other round we played uh i played the blue tees or the the back tees at another golf course we played. My dad played the blue tees, and and his buddy played the white tees. You know, all all three of us playing together. We all three teed off on separate teeing grounds, and it was essentially based on look. The, my my dad's buddy that played with him, he hits the ball significantly shorter than my dad. They're the same age, 
and they both shot the same score. Yeah. But my dad was playing a tee back, but that's where he enjoyed playing, and I played further back. To me, that you, you, tee boxes, even if you're just playing um, somebody in, in, a, in a match play competition, to me, oftentimes the teeing ground is, is a, more of an equalizer than even handicap strokes in a lot of cases. Yeah, and uh, no doubt about it. Uh, but, you know, between, between the two of them, though, is how you make the game equitable uh, for everyone and how you make the game fun. And, uh, you know, you don't, you don't have to try to impress anybody or anything like that. Just go out and have fun playing the game. Yeah, and, and, and interestingly enough, in that scenario where uh, my dad and his friend and I were all playing together in different tees, we pretty much hit our approach shots from nearly the same, same spot. You know what I mean? So it was where if I had teed up in the same place there, I would hit it 30, 40, you know, yards by him and, and would just hit kind of some flip wedges into a lot of these these greens. And I just, I, for me, I chose to not do that. Now, uh, the way that I was playing, my current skill level, I would have probably been, had more fun and been better served to tee it forward. <laughs> but um, regardless, I wanted to I wanted to play from back there and work on some things and and not just hit wedges on on, on a lot of the shots. So anyway, uh, that, that I think it's a I think it's an interesting conversation. I wonder if we can if we can change that conversation enough to where you could make a uh, um, a move to that to that regard. I, I'm not sure. I think it would take quite a bit of time to be able to get there. I, I just think it's one of those cultural things in the game that will be di- difficult to change. Yeah, I agree with you. Okay, second part of golf life, Bob. Do we have – is Caddy – we're not be able to catch him yet? Okay, no Caddy yet. So we're going we're gonna to keep keep going on this. Um, can you uh, – so we talked about the kind of the tee forward idea. I'd love to hear your thoughts at Real Golf. Here's the second thing I brought up, because this is really my first chance to kind of play some golf, Bob, is – the Phil Mickelson and his chipping videos. I brought it up to I you like a couple that. weeks ago. I like right? those. Yep, absolutely. Have you have you taken have you taken the opportunity to watch those? Uh huh. Yeah, I saw the one this week where yeah. he was talking about um, hitting a low checking shot. Yeah. Yeah, the sexy shot, right? Yeah. Well, I got to work on that because that's the shot I want to hit. That's what I've been telling you for for a while. I got to learn how to hit that shot. But you know what he pointed out is that's not the high percentage shot. No, it's not. It looks good, but it's not. So, it, <laughs> when it when it works out, right? Yeah. So I actually had a, a chance to to spend some time um, practicing on my wedge game a little bit, and I actually opened up tw- uh, Instagram, turned on those videos, put my phone right there on the ground next to where I was practicing, and just worked on those fundamentals. And I'm not even I'm I'm gonna I'm not a Phil Mickelson endorsed guy or anything here, but. Just a few minutes of working on that, I actually started hitting the flag stick a couple of times. I found myself, my pattern was tightening up around the hole. It really is, I think I was completely backwards in all the years I've been playing golf as to how to chip. I mean, I think there, too often I let my hands be behind the club too much, wasn't getting them forward to where the leading edge could be coming down on a descending blow. And oftentimes I'd find myself hitting uh, hitting it up on it a little bit, and, and that's where you got the blade situation or you'd put too much speed on it with when the, when the club face went faster than the hands and suddenly you're you know you're chipping it you know 15 you know 20 feet past the hole so anyway if you're if you're looking at you're looking at chipping if you're looking at wanting to improve your game 
uh, to me, the, the the coolest thing out there on social media right now is what Phil Mickelson is doing on Instagram. Yeah, so, anyway, it's it's pretty cool to watch. Well. It's pretty cool to watch those. It's pretty cool to um, to have some uh, some idea of what you know a guy like Phil Mickelson is thinking with shots and uh, and how he approaches shots and how he hits shots and that kind of thing. Good good tips, definitely. And I know it's, he's not the end-all, be-all of, uh, you know, other guys would say, look, I've got a technique and it works for me and, yeah. and whatnot. But I think, to me, um, and not only that, he's really entertaining the way he does it, too. Super entertaining. Stuff, and he's hitting so. them in flip-flops. All right, Bob. Uh, yeah, it's his backyard. Yeah. His backyard. All right. Uh, in a couple minutes, we have left in this segment, and then Troy Merritt's going to join us coming up next, provided our, our phone lines cooperate with us. Uh, let's take a look at uh, where things stand after the West Coast swing and heading into the Florida swing now. So, looking at the FedEx Cup standings right now, Xander Schauffele, through eight events, uh, leads the FedEx Cup. Um, he's about mm, 60 points ahead of Matt Kuchar. Um, who through also eight points is, is in second. Gary Woodland, third. Charles Howell, the, the third, is fourth. Mark Leishman, fifth. And uh, so uh, as far as top ten finishes go, Gary Woodland through nine events has six top tens. John Rahm, five through seven. Justin Thomas, five through seven. Patrick Cantley, four through seven. Charles Howell, the third, four through ten events. Though your scoring leaders right now, Justin Rose, 68.94. Justin Thomas just behind him with 69.22. For Patrick Cantlay, third. Tiger Woods sitting fourth, and Ricky Fowler fifth. When you hear those names and kind of those stats, Bob, what jumps out at you? Well, um, you know, I'm looking at FedEx Cup points right now. I look, you know, Xander Shoffley and Matt Kuchar are one and two. Both those guys have won twice this year um, already. So um, I, I think when you look at at um, at the points, and and that's what things are based on now is FedEx Cup points instead of just straight money. Um, you look at those guys, and they they were able to um, to to get the the top two spots. The other thing um, I, I you know I I look at is Dustin Johnson won last week at the WGC event in Mexico City. He went from 60th in FedEx Cup points to number eight based on that win, and now he has one win. Um, and then you look at the guys that are that are up there up top in the top 20, top 25. You know, the major, uh, a lot of them, all are guys that have won on tour this year, and and uh, winning promotes um, being up there in the top of FedEx Cup points and the and the top on uh, money, so to speak. Uh, all things take care of themselves when you play well and you win, and so that's why you see the the best players up here at the top. Yeah, no doubt about it. And if you look back at the winners, uh, which we can uh, take a little bit more time later, but Adam Long wins in the desert. Justin Rose gets Torrey Pines. Ricky Fowler in Phoenix. Phil Mickelson at Pebble. J.B. Holmes at uh, Riviera. Uh, Martin Trainer picks up the opposite field event in Puerto Rico, while Dustin Johnson, as you mentioned, captured the WGC in Mexico. And by the way, Bob, the way Dustin Johnson dismantled the field last week oh, with yeah. the best players in the world makes you wonder, right? When you start thinking about Augusta, just makes you wonder about that guy. Yeah, and we were talking about him uh, a couple of weeks ago and how he hasn't played um, really, really well and uh, w- thoughts of, of picking him going into Augusta and stuff like that, and then he throws out a performance like this last week where, like you said, on, on uh, the weekend he dismantled the field and ended up winning that golf tournament uh, going away. 
um, and looking very comfortable doing it. So I think he's coming into some really good form right now. Yeah, good timing, too. Players' championship around the corner, Masters right behind that, and then it's uh, a major a month all the way through the summertime. So, hey, stay tuned. Troy Merritt, PGA Tour winner, will join us coming up next. We'll catch up on his rehab and get his take on some of the discussions and storylines on the PGA Tour. Stay tuned. So you've thought about LASIK surgery, but you're hesitant. I get it. It's your eyes, and while it's a hassle to deal with contacts and glasses, the thought of a laser in your eye sounds painful and scary. Well, let me tell you, I had the same feelings until I went to Hoops Vision for my free evaluation. I was super impressed with the time they spent, and they put all my concerns to rest. I left excited and confident knowing that I was in the best hands with the latest technology. The day of the surgery was easy. No pain, comfortable massage chairs, and warm chocolate chip cookies to help me relax. And then the miracle. Within a few minutes, I could see. It's an amazing feeling, and now I can see where my golf ball goes, and I enjoy wearing sunglasses and not dealing with contacts that dry up out in the sun and the wind. It's why major champions like Mike Weir chose Hoops Vision. Hoops Vision is world-renowned, and with new techniques such as smile and camera, there are more options than ever before. Visit HoopsVision.com today and schedule your free consultation. Mention Real Golf Radio, and you could save $1,000 off your procedure. More choices, more experience, better vision at Hoops Vision. And here's Ricky on 12. What a comeback it's been for him today. Pin placement is a little tricky. Four. We're seeing something. Uh, something is getting closer. Holy. What the? <clears throat> and that'll cost him. It can be dangerous to drive while distracted. Yet at any daytime moment, almost 660,000 drivers across the country are using electronic devices while they drive. Join me and commit to always driving distraction-free. We are farmers. Bum, 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 bum. The new OGO Alpha Convoy golf bags set a new standard for what cart bags should be. The new OGO Shadow Fuse 304 stand bag is ultra-sleek, but there's nothing simple about it. The OGO Alpha is inspired by tactical military gear and high-performance equipment from the outdoor industry. While the Shadow's integrated design and finest performance materials work seamlessly to deliver absolute efficiency for unmatched performance. Both are in stores now, or check it out at OGO.com. You can tell a lot about a golfer by the way he sets his hands on the club. Is he squeezing the life out of it, or is it like he's cradling a newborn baby? Holding it light so he can feel the club head eliminates tension, increases swing speed, and improves accuracy. These are the things our grips promote. Because the secret to golf isn't how you put your hands on the club, it's the way you put your hands on a wind grip. Win, play your best golf. Callaway isn't just pushing the boundaries of driver technology, they're pushing ball speed further than humanly possible. The new Epic Flash Driver with Flash Face technology features Callaway's first ever driver face engineered with artificial intelligence. By harnessing this power, Callaway was able to create, test, and refine over 15,000 different faces to find the absolute fastest one. The way speed is created has been completely transformed. Learn more at CallawayGolf.com slash AI. You're listening to Brian Taylor and Bob Casper talking golf since Jordan Spieth was in first grade. You started it. That's real golf radio.
All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Love to hear your take at Real Golf on the T-Markers. Also, uh, give me your Phil chipping tips uh, results. I'm telling you that stuff's pure gold, Jerry. It's gold, Jerry. <laughs> uh, as far as the PGA Tour discussion goes with um, where players stand right now, Justin Thomas has been playing some seriously good golf. Justin Rose has played some seriously good golf. Ricky Fowler, Phil Mickelson has been, well, Phil's been either super hot or super cold. Right. Uh, and then Dustin Johnson, as you said, just rounding into form. I, I'll tell you what, man, it, it, uh, this, this whole next stretch of golf can't get more uh, exciting than what we've got set up right now. I mean, you're talking about after the Honda Classic, you got Bay Hill next week where Rory's the defending champ. Phil and Tiger are both playing next week. And then it's the Players' Championship right after that. Webb Simpson, the defending champ. And then, um, you know, what, what do you got? Valspar, match play, and uh, the Texas Open. And then, boom, right yep. there at Augusta National and uh, the first major of the year. So it is, as Jeff Babineau said earlier, maybe it snuck up on us a little bit, but, boy, it is certainly here, and, and uh, the, the players that are that you're starting to see round into form makes it really exciting. A guy that's not going to be playing at Augusta this year, unfortunately, uh, but is uh, certainly going to be watching, I can guarantee you that, is our good friend, is PGA Tour winner, won Barbasol last year, and he's joining us right now, Troy Merritt. Troy, good morning. How are you? Morning, guys. I'm doing just fine, and I'll actually be on site at Augusta this year for uh, Saturday. Awesome. Yeah, looking forward to it. I have a uh, it's my regular outing with one of my sponsors, World Fuel. I fly in on Friday night, have a little talk with them on Friday, and take some clients out Saturday, and then they get to listen to me jabber on Saturday night as well. <laughs> Is that what you do best, jabber? Uh, I'm so much better at it than golfing. <laughs> so how's well, it going we'll, troy we'll have to see if we run into you then uh yeah it's, it's actually going pretty well you know i've been uh rehabbing uh pretty hard for the last uh, six seven weeks i'm actually uh, been cleared to hit every club in my golf bag this weekend i just can't uh, hit uh two bucket of balls at one sitting which has never been a problem in my life so it shouldn't be a problem this weekend uh, but yeah, I, I've uh, I've recovered a lot quicker than uh, uh, everybody was thinking, and uh, you know I was originally told that you know it's going to be a three to six month process to recover, and so I didn't think of playing at all before the Masters, and uh, so I you know I booked a bunch of other things here the next few weeks, and you know it was a half a chance that I could play here the next few weeks, but I think I'm going to take my time and, and then wait until after the Masters, get all healthy and get the body ready again and get the game ready again and, and get after it after the Masters. So just briefly, can you explain exactly what happened? Again, we talked about this a few months ago, but for those that are just hearing this for the first time, what is it that you had done and, and what's the long-term prognosis on this? Yeah, last summer uh, I was struggling lifting my left arm over my head. Uh, it was very, very painful, twice the size of my right arm, but I kept playing because I could make a golf swing and I was trying to keep my job. Uh, about 10 days after I won Barbersaw, I was diagnosed with a large blood clot running from uh, the left side of my chest down uh, in the, through my left bicep. So I had that taken out uh, the Friday before the PGA, was able to play the PGA, and then remained on blood thinners uh, for several months. I was determined I had a, condi- a condition called POS, thoracic outlet syndrome, which you typically see in Major League Baseball pitchers. 
Uh, it's where the clavicle and the top rib are too close together. And in my case, they pinched the vein. They didn't allow the blood to return to the heart. So I could be, I could have been on blood thinners for the rest of my life, but that was something I didn't want to do. Instead, I had the top rib removed to open up a little bit of room in there. And uh, it went very well. I saw the, uh, the number one guy in the country down in Dallas, Dr. Uh, Greg Pearl. And uh, I've had a great physical therapist up here in the Boise area. That's really got me back on track. Uh, and, you know, to be quite honest, I can't re-injure anything because the rib's gone. It's not growing back. If it did, I'd be, you know, a medical marvel and be making <laughs> money that way. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, you know, it's just strengthening up the shoulder again. And then uh, getting the rest of the body back into golf shape, you know, when you've kind of been down for six weeks, the rest of the body, you know, isn't you know as active as, as it typically was. So got to get the rest of the body back in shape. And then obviously got to get the game back in shape to play against the best players in the world week in and week out. So it's, yeah, I'm going to be just fine. You know, there's going to be no residual effects at all. It's just uh, getting back into shape now. Did you notice uh, a difference immediately once that uh, procedure was done? Uh, you know, I couldn't, uh, I didn't feel much, uh, you know, after it was done, I was in very little pain. Uh, the doctors and nurses were a little surprised by that. I, I took maybe half of uh, the pain medication that they were suggesting because I just wasn't in pain. And, uh, you know, as far as the golf swing goes, you know, I have, I've made a few here the last uh, several weeks and there were times in the, in the past couple of years where I'd get tight scalions on my left side, just in front of the neck. And when I got to the top of my backswing, they'd really start to stretch out and get hurt. And I couldn't finish the backswing, get a little quick at the top, and obviously that would cause a bunch of problems. But now the backswing's nice and smooth. There's there's uh, nothing to get stuck anymore. I get to the top just fine, transition's good, and it's been quite fun to hit golf balls after not hitting uh, hitting them for six weeks. So I'm, I'm looking forward to getting back out there. I think it's going to be a little bit different for me, a little more consistent. Re-energized, taking some time off too, huh? So, hey, uh, Troy, I wanted to ask you, since you said you're better at jabbering than you are at uh, golfing, <laughs> w- one of the things we've been talking about on the show this morning are, are these rules uh, situations. And and uh, how much of this is tour players just uh, sort of fighting against change for change's sake? And how much of this is the, the fact that maybe some language needs to be adjusted? And, and specifically, I think the, the biggest one is this knee-high drop. Uh, what's your What's your take on that? You know, with the rules that we've always had in place, and even with these new ones, you know, language can always be misinterpreted and or interpreted differently by different people. You know, it's like going and sitting in the courtroom and listening to, you know, different laws being interpreted differently. But, uh, you know, I had uh, the uh, the opportunity to take part in that knee-high drop in my first two events in Hawaii, and, and I made sure the first time I had to do it that I had a rules official there. And I, after I had, you know, uh, measured out my club length and, in the semicircle, and I asked, now now what, I drop like a ballerina? I mean, I got to, you know, put it, my, the ball down by my knee. And he's like, yeah, I mean, if that's how you want to think about it, <laughs> it, 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 it's an extremely awkward drop. You know, I <laughs> I, I don't know. You know, and I, uh, it, it doesn't feel professional, to be quite honest. You know, you're just kind of out there. You might as well just place it on the ground because when you drop it from that height, that ball really doesn't move anywhere. I mean, you know, it's, it's not like it's going to go bouncing away like it used to. And, you know, we'll, we'll continue, obviously, to have rules issues and rules infractions. But you've got guys, you know, that are, you know, they're scared out there. I mean, you just, you just don't know what's going to happen. And, you know, we saw what happened in uh, was it Mexico with, with uh, Ricky accidentally dropping it and, and having an issue. And, 
and other guys, you know, dropping it from the shoulder height and then uh, forgetting that it's from the knee height and then, you know, playing it. And, you know, and then that's a penalty. So it's just, yeah, we need a little bit more clarification on things. Um, or, you know, uh, as, you know, some people would say, just play better so you don't have to take a drop. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I think that's an interesting point. You you mentioned something about you know guys are scared out there and that kind of thing. And is that is that strictly because of the newness and uh, and not being quite um, comfortable with what with what's transpired? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, you'd still see uh, you know, let's take you know just a simple drop, you know, like a, a cart path drop. You know, very easy. You don't have to call in a rules official. You call a guy over, say, I'm taking a drop from the cart path or a sprinkler head. You measure the nearest spot, and you get a club length from there. It's not it's not too difficult. But now, you know, with the, with these new rules, you know, if you, you get a semicircle, you know, you can't drop. The ball can't go in front of the, the tee that's closer to the hole. That's always been the case. But it can't go outside the semicircle anymore. You know, you used to be able to drop it, and it could roll two club lengths, and then you could play it from there. I do like the fact that they've taken out that two club lengths. You know, if it, if it moves outside, you place it back inside. That's fine. But you've got guys, you know, if you don't go through it every week because, you know, most players don't have a penalty each week. And, you know, some players can go a month, even two months without taking, you know, having a penalty or having a penalty of rules issue at all. So when you get put into a position where, you know, you've got, you know, something going on, yeah, it, it, you get nervous. And then you forget about what you're doing, you know, in the tournament. You know, where are you? You know, what, what, what's your goal on this hole? You know, where do you need to get the ball? You, you kind of forget about what you're doing during the round. And you're more focused on, man, I can't mess this drop up because, you know, if it does, it's going to cost me another two shots. So there are simple drops that guys are having to call the rules officials in on that, you know, we didn't have to in the past. I guess that was one of the discussions we had was uh, whether or not a rules official needed to be called in. And if that's the case, if you have to have a rules official coming in to determine whether or not you're dropping at the knee, um, perhaps that it's a little too too much of a stickler. Perhaps the language ought to be adjusted to it can't be lower than knee, but somewhere between waist and knee, so that it's it's dropped in that general vicinity. Uh, are you are you in favor of something like that, or how would you see it um, changed if it were to be changed? Well, you know, unfortunately, you know, since I mean, even in golf, you know, we have varying heights of guys so you know is ernie l is going to have the same kind of results as brian Harmon when he drops it you know whether it be knee height waist height shoulder height you know whatever so you know what is the right course of action i don't know maybe it is just placing it you know maybe it is just measuring out and placing it i mean that that would be the most consistent thing everybody i mean unfortunately you know you kind of uh help your uh improve your lie you know being able to do that and that's going to be very beneficial in you know almost every case but, you know, we're always going to have varying heights that guys drop from. And I, I, don't, I don't know what, what uh, uh, the result's going to be. I don't know how you, uh, how you make it as fair as possible without, you know, placing it because everybody's going to take advantage of that. You know, it's just like playing a scramble. You know, tee that three-wood up out of the rough and try to get home on the par five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and, you know, and the interesting thing was is, you know, before when they came out with the – the review period and that kind of thing, it was only, you know, maybe two or three inches high. And what would that have looked like trying to drop two or three inches as compared to knee height? So, 
Oh, I mean, you'd have, you'd have had guys, you know, obviously, you know, bent at the knees down, you know, like they're reading a putt, you know, just kind of, you know, basically placing it on the grass. I mean, there's no real difference from two inches in placing it. Yeah. You know, you might, you, you might get a two or three diff, uh, dimple bounce, but is that going to make a big difference? You know, probably not. I just found it interesting that, uh, you know, just kind of reading an article a few days ago that, you know, Mike Davis from the USGA thought that the rules were, the, the new applications were going great. And then the head of the RNA thought that there were some issues that we had to uh, address. You know, that's, that's not exactly on the same page by two of the top governing bodies in golf. So they, they need to get on the same page. Uh, you know, we on the PJ Tour need to get all on the same page. You know, it can't be that difficult. <laughs> you can put the egos aside and just get on the same page. You know, it's just yeah. you know, like what's going on in D.C. You know, let's get on the same page. <laughs> just that simple, right? Yeah, it's that simple, right? Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> love it. Oh, I love it. Hey, good stuff, Troy. Um, we're unfor- unfortunately we're out of time, but uh, we wish you the best as you continue the rehab. Great news to hear that it's uh, going to be sooner than than you anticipated, and we'll look forward to seeing you maybe walking around the grounds at Augusta on Saturday. Yeah, guys, I appreciate it. Stay warm down there and enjoy the uh, the start of spring here coming up. All right, you got it. Thanks, buddy. See you guys. Thanks, Troy. Troy Merritt, winner of the Barbasol last year, joining us right here on Real Golf Radio. Good news, huh, Bob? That, oh yeah, uh, it looks like he's ahead of schedule. Great news, you know. You got the Masters coming up, and one of the one of the tournaments that Troy plays well is well in is the week after, and that's uh, Heritage at Harbortown. Hi, Rick Tittle here. You may know me as the sports talk host that can talk about all sports. Football, basketball, baseball, hockey, soccer, golf, tennis, auto racing, boxing, Olympics, rollerball. But this time I'm here to talk about pain. If you have pain in your knee or your back like I do, then you should know about the Health Alert Hotline. If Medicare is your primary insurance, then you could qualify for a back or knee brace at little or no charge. I have an old injury from my football playing days. And anything that can help take that pain away and make it more manageable, that has my attention. I love the free delivery, and they take care of the paperwork for you. So if you have Medicare and need help for back, ankle, knee, or shoulder pain, please call the Health Alert Hotline at 800-428-1570. That's 800-428-1570. Agents are standing by 24-7, so go ahead and call now, 800-428-1570. It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance Ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your Ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. Hey, travelers, do you want to save money on your next flight? Then pick up the phone and call. That's right. 
Call, because the best prices are not online. They're with SmartFares. See, SmartFares has special deals with the airlines. When they have unsold seats, they use SmartFares to fill them. So you get airline tickets at ridiculously low prices. Our prices are too low to publish online. With the extra money you'll save, you can book another trip or treat yourself to dinner or shopping. So stop searching all of those travel sites to find the lowest price on your next flight. Let one of our SmartFares expert travel agents find ridiculously low prices for you. Call SmartFares today and get the best price on your next flight. Guaranteed. Also, save up to 50% off business and first-class tickets. 855-325-1780. 855-325-1780. That's 855-325-1780. You're listening to Real Golf Radio. Now back to Brian and Bob. All right, welcome back to the show. Brian and Bob with you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, really appreciate Troy Merritt for stopping by and giving us an update on uh, his uh, rehab and condition. Uh, wish him the best. Thanks to uh, Jeff Babino who joined us in hour number one as well. If you missed any part of the show, you can always go to our website at realgolfradio.com or check us out on Twitter at Real Golf. It's also available in a variety of podcaster sites as well. A special thanks to those here at the golf club at Entrada, a Troon property here in St. George, Utah, for uh, hosting me and uh, being able to do the show here uh, from this beautiful clubhouse and a great facility, awesome golf course as well. Um, and again, big announcement for those of you who are Entrada fans or uh, Utah golf fans, David McClay Kidd has been commissioned to put a master plan together for some redesign here at Intrada. Um, pretty interesting to see how that's going to come about. No timetable exactly um, on when that will take place, but it will be interesting to see how that goes. By the way, the uh, general manager did let me know that their membership is full and that uh, the golf club is in good health and, and things are going well here at Entrada. But uh, awesome. really a treat to get out here and play this, this difficult uh, golf course and really, really fun golf course. Kind of a jewel down here in what is uh, just a terrific place to play golf in St. George, Utah. Bob, what are you looking forward to this weekend? Well, I, I'm looking forward to seeing how um, this this golf tournament um, progresses uh, on the on the PGA Tour, uh, the Honda Classic. Um, currently, Sung J.M. is at six under par along with Keith Mitchell. Two guys you haven't heard a lot about. Lucas Glover is second at five under par. And I want to see what uh, Brooks Kepka does on the weekend. Um, the other thing I'm looking forward to is seeing how our good buddy Kenny Perry plays on the weekend because currently he, right now, he is leading the golf tournament at eight under par. He shot 65 in the first round. So it would be good to see Kenny win this week. Yeah, I love that. Uh, but we wish the best to Kenny for sure. I'll tell you what, I'm right there with you. Dustin Johnson reinserted himself into the conversation yep. in preparation for the players and the Masters coming up. Brooks Kepka with that opportunity again this weekend. And, boy, that would be nice to see his name added to that list of winners once again headed to Augusta. That'll do it for us. For Bob Casper, for our producer Dave Glazer, I'm Brian Taylor. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week right here on Real Golf Radio. Brian and Bob on Real Golf Radio. Join us on Twitter at Real Golf or on our website at realgolfradio.com. It's been real.